0: <laughs> in this place, experience your goodness. Help us to have more faith in you, more hope in you, Lord. We want to walk by faith. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just drink the living water. His presence is here. Just drink. Just soak in the presence of God. Let Him fill you. Let Him touch you. we are not going to leave this camp empty or half full. We're going to leave this camp full and overflow. Full and overflow. (laughs) Fill us, Lord. Fill us with your glory, with your presence, And when your presence shows up, the Jordan River have to stop. We can pass, we can walk through the Jordan River. When your presence shows up, the Egyptians will be drowned in the Red Sea. When your presence shows up, the race sea is split. When your presence shows up, ha ha ha, go let act, got knocked down. When your presence shows up, sickness has to leave, pain has to go, because in heaven there is no sickness, no pain, no curse. When your presence shows up, heaven shows up. No curse, no poverty. The debt is paid off, the lack turns to prosperity the weakness turn into joy and strength. When your presence shows up, we know what to do. The guidance and the direction comes. We know exactly what we need to do. Yes, Lord. When your presence shows up, there is fullness of joy in your presence there is fullness of joy in your presence Lord (laughs) thank you Lord in this day we don't have to carry the box the ark like that but we carry your presence inside us and on us. Your presence fill us Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people love the presence of God? Hallelujah. How many people say, I want more of your presence. I want more of your presence. Hallelujah. (laughs) Lord, may your presence fill every home. May your presence go back to Minnesota with them. Virginia, Amen. Torrance, Amen. Los Angeles, Amen. Arizona, Amen. Colorado, Amen. Las Vegas, Amen. California, Lord. Amen. May your presence go back to Germany, Amen. to the Deutschland. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your presence fill our house, Lord. Ohio. Yes, Lord. Wisconsin. We speak revival to happen in all these cities. Revival in our home, Father. The outpouring of the Spirit fill this earth. Your glory shall fill this earth. Just like water fill the sea. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people promise God you're going to keep the presence of God with you? Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everyone say, "God God is good. God is good to me. And tell the person next to you, God is good to you too. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. The teaching in this camp, in fact, I admit to you, is quite deep in the spiritual thing. So it's not easy for me to teach because it's all spiritual, not physical. And I try to teach and explain to you so you can understand the teaching very well. And it's very important. I learn a lot from the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you, don't listen to this series of teaching one time. Eventually you get a CD or MP3 or get into the internet to listen again and again and again. Because we don't want just to listen into the right ear and go out the left ear but have no understanding. Or we don't want to be just hearers of the word of God, we want to be doers of the word of God. It will be no benefits if we just listen and do nothing about it. We should put the teaching into practice and we should pray God I want your truth to happen to my life it will become so real to my life it's not just a doctrine or theory in my brain or in my mind but it will be the reality of my life and I pray that that will happen to all of you amen so in this teaching series I cannot finish the whole thing in this camp for sure There are altogether about 10 chapters. And I believe that the whole camp, I may be able to preach only two chapters. Going to be another eight chapters to follow in the next month and next week to come. But you can, again, listen in the internet. The teaching is all about faith and joy and hope. And how we're going to have a joyful life. So let's pray and ask the Lord to give us utterance and understanding. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you will teach your children in this generation to understand about the joy of the Lord, how to live a life of joy, how to walk by faith. Lord, we don't want to miss anything that you want to talk to us. We believe your anointing can teach us. And we want to be what you want us to be. We want to be doing what you ask us to do, Father. Thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will open our eyes of the Spirit and the ears of our heart to see and to know and to understand your truth. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I want God to give us revelation to understand the things of God and to be able to practice what we learn. And I believe that supernatural breakthroughs can happen even in the time you just listen to the Word of God and something happens in your life. Healing may happen to you while you are listening to the Word of God. Deliverance can happen to you while you are getting into the Word of God. And I believe that God can do anything if you receive His Word and have faith in His Word. It's interesting. Yesterday, I tried to wrap up my work at clinic around noon and try to go home on time so that I can come to camp. And before I wrap up my computer everything my assistant walk into my room and say, Dr. Lau, one of your patients want to talk to you. And they say, oh no, I have to leave soon, but I need to show kindness to this patient. She uh, is a believer who has gone to another church and has been operated by me a few times, and she still suffer from pain and some discomfort in her body. She... Uh, was suffering from pain and sickness. So I say, I'm going to go out to the front desk. I don't want to meet her in the room because I don't want to drag another half an hour. So I went out to the front desk and she was standing there and said to me, Dr. Lau, I came by here to have a dental appointment, but I need to stop by and talk to you. Yesterday, I met you. No, on Tuesday, I met you two days before. And we talk about the post-surgical care about five minutes. For the rest of the time, another 20 minutes, I was talking about God, because she is a believer. And we're talking about to walk with God and all these things. And the presence of God shows up in the clinic, in the clinic room. She said that she went back home, and she noticed that all the suffering was gone. All the pain was gone. And you notice what's going on here. After I talk about God with my doctor for 20 minutes. Everything was gone. So I just want to come back and tell you. Yesterday that 20 minutes I talked to you in the clinic. Heal me. Because you talk about God with me. Amen. So you see God can do anything. Out of the norm. She was healed. Because we build faith. And talk about the goodness of God. God. In even not even in the church, in the clinic. So it's amazing what God can do. Amen. In Acts chapter 13, verses 42 to 43. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath, then one week later. So the Jews listened to Paul preaching. And they were very impressed. They agreed with the gospel that Paul preached. Now when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuade them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. In Acts chapter 13, the apostles, Paul and Barnabas, preached the good news about Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus Christ in a city in the synagogue. Oh, the Jews and the Gentiles were all encouraged. And they say, hey, come back next Sabbath. I want to listen again. Wow, your preaching was so anointed. We love your message so much. The word of God was so touching them. And the words of mouth went out. Seven days later, when Paul came back to the synagogue, it was a big turnout. Almost the whole city shows up. Wow. To listen to the gospel. Verse 45, the Bible continued to say, And when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy. Mm, we are here. The first time, a week ago, they were happy. They welcomed the word of God. But this time, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. This is interesting. The Jews were very, very touched by the message a week ago. But now, this Sabbath, the Jews were envious of Paul. They were envious because Paul had a recorded attendance. The whole city, almost the whole city showed up. They were not very happy. They were not happy because they think that it would be better if we were the one who preached. And Paul was listening. They wanted to have reputation. They were there before Paul came. Many centuries. They set up synagogues. They preached the Old Testament. And now this guy shows up and preach about Jesus. And many people like it. They were not very happy. They were envious. And they started to oppose and also contradict and blaspheme the message preached by the anointing through the mouth of Paul. You see, they were contradicting themselves. Because a week ago they say, oh, good, 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 the preaching is good. But now one week later they say, no, your preaching is from the devil. No, this is not the Holy Spirit. This is from demons. We don't like what you preach. They were so mad. They were so envious. Because Paul had a bigger crowd than them. My dear brothers and sisters, we need to really watch our heart carefully. If we start to have a heart of blaspheming God or contradicting to the word of God or envy... Or jealousy, we may miss the blessing from God. And I have seen this all over the world. Sometimes people began to fight against the message because they were not happy that this preacher is more famous than them. We have to keep our heart clean. Blaspheming the work of God is a big, big sin, unforgivable sin. And if you do that, You are stepping into that very dangerous zone because you can be in trouble. That's what happened to these Jewish people. They knew that Paul was preaching the truth, they knew that Paul was saying the right thing. But because of the envious heart, they began to fight, oppose, and contradict what Paul preached. And that was not good for them. They don't care about the salvation. And the healing of people. They care about their own reputation. They want a bigger crowd than Paul. Could you please be careful. Don't have that spirit in your life. Sometimes people may come to church after you. You say that you sit in the church for many years. But now this guy shows up. Or this woman shows up. And more people like her or him. How about me? I have been in this church for 10 years. Now this person has more anointing and you allow the devil to lie to you, to deceive you and to make you jealous of another person and you get into trouble. Please rejoice when other people are more successful. Please be happy when the message of God is preached. Please be encouraged when Jesus' name is preached And more people get healed More people get saved We should be happy When another church grows bigger than us And more people come into the kingdom Through that ministry Not my ministry We should be happy We should not be jealous of them Amen We should always rejoice When the message of the gospel Is preached And more people get saved Who knows One of these days The church in Virginia May be bigger than New Hope International Church Amen Should we rejoice We should rejoice Amen Maybe one day the church in Germany Will be bigger than this church Amen One day who knows Some of you Can preach the message better than me And I should be rejoicing Instead of being envious and Unhappy about it We should have the heart of God Look at What next? In verse 46. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said. You notice one thing. Paul and Barnabas did not try to be politically correct. They did not say, oh, calm down, calm down. Uh, I can dilute the message to make you happy. They did not try to please anybody. They wanted to preach the truth. They said, it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it and judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. Paul and Barnabas did not try to give any excuse. Then did not say, come on, okay, you're not happy. Now we are not going to talk about Jesus too much Because you are not happy about us No, they were so bold They say that You know God called us to preach to you first The Jews But you rejected the message You did not want Salvation You did not want eternal life Okay We are going to go To the Gentiles Who judged them unworthy Of eternal life Who? Themselves, Not God, not the devil, not even Paul. They make a decision not to take eternal life. They make a decision or they make a choice to reject the gospel. We learn from this lesson. Listen carefully. This is a big lesson for all of us. Our entire life and our life in heaven will be the result of our choice and our response to the Word of God, to the Spirit of God, and how we obey God. Amen? If in 1981, I rejected the gospel and Jesus, if I did not care about the Bible... How would I have been today? I would have been divorced. I would have been in trouble, in many sins in my life. So, my decision, my choice in 1981, has changed the future of my life. To today, now, I'm blessed. I have a good family. My children are blessed. My in laws are blessed. (laughs) my grandchildren are blessed because I make the right choice. I want to encourage all of you, every message you listen, every word in the Bible you read, every time the Spirit of God speak to you something, please make a choice to say yes and do it because it will dictate your future. If you believe it, you practice it, you shall be saved from many calamities and hardships. You shall get higher to the blessing and to the success of your life. But if you reject it, you have to pay the price later on and don't blame anybody. So I want to encourage all of you to be the kind of Christian who say this way, God, teach me. Show me your word. Lead me by your Holy Spirit. I will be a very obedient child. I will respond by saying yes to your word. Practice your word. Do the right thing. Amen. I know that the future in heaven also is dictated by I live on this life today. How big my home, my estate in heaven, depends on how I live in this life. My children and my grandchildren, their future depends on my choice as well. It's my choice. It's your choice and your response to the Word of God. So many people reject the gospel and they reject heaven. So many people respond to the gospel and they go to heaven. You see, your response, your choice dictates your future. How many people say, I want the bright future? How many people want the bright future? How many people say, I want heaven? How many people say, I want hell? How many people say, I want defeat and failure? Raise your hand up. How are you going to be victorious? How are you going to have future? How are you going to be in heaven in your big mansion? How? Respond to the Word of God and to the Spirit of God. Amen? Don't be stubborn like these Jewish people. Were the, these Jews hearing the words spoken by the Holy Spirit through Paul? Did they hear that? Did they hear? Did they surrender to the Word or they oppose and reject and blaspheme the Word? Which direction? They blasphemed. They opposed. They contradicted the word of God, which came by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of Paul. So please, be careful. Don't reject the word of God that comes from the anointed servant of God. Amen? If you know that the word of God spoken to you by the Holy Spirit through a man, respond. And also, Obey and do it. Don't be stubborn. Don't be rebellious against God. Don't throw it away. And Paul has to turn the other way. Because this group of people don't want the word of God. He turned to the Gentiles. And he said, you judge yourself unworthy of eternal life. Amen. Now look at verses 46 to 49. The Bible said, then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first, but since you reject it and judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us. I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life, believed. Everyone say glad. glad. Everyone say believe. believe. You see the connection, the word glad, glorified, and believe. These Gentiles were glad. Why were they glad? Because they believed. The whole message of this sermon series is about faith and joy. In other words, you cannot have joy until you believe. The manifestation of faith is joy and peace. These Gentiles believe in the gospel. And they were so excited. They were glad. And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout the whole region. Wow, when you read this verse, verse 48 and 49, you can see the move of God. The Holy Spirit was moving in that city. The Holy Spirit worked in the heart of all these Gentiles. They received the word of God. And they were born again. And they were so glad, they were so excited. They just jumped up and down and say, we are safe now. Wow. Before that, the Jews established some religion there, putting the synagogue there. But there was no joy in there. There was no gladness in there. But now Paul came and said, you need to believe in Jesus. He died for you. He saved you. He paid a price for you these people say, really? Now we are saved. We believe in Jesus. And they were so excited. They shout, hallelujah. My name is recorded in the book of life. They were so excited. They were so glad and glorified. Jump up and down and dance. And they're so glad. You can see that the joy will come into your heart when you begin to believe in what God says. When you believe in the gospel, you need to hear the word. Believe the word and you can have the joy of the Lord. The Gentile got saved. The new birth came into their heart and they were so glad. Let me read v- verse 48 one more time. When, now when the Gentiles heard this, how did faith come? Hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing of the word of God Amen Amen. I just got the testimony from Thailand This lady she got sick all the time And one day somebody handed her CD of our teaching She began to listen and listen and listen And eventually she got healed completely The doctor told her her sickness is incurable But she got healed And one of her Christian friends lived in California. He sent the CD to this lady who could not have a baby. Infertile. And this lady listened to the teaching and got a baby. The faith come and she got a miracle. And now she get the second baby. So you can see that faith come by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Amen. You need to build faith. Now we're going to talk about faith, hope, and joy. Let's look at Romans chapter 15 verse 13. Romans 15 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Everyone say hope. hope. Everyone say joy. joy. Everyone say joy. Peace. peace. Everyone say believing. Peace. There are connections between peace, joy, hope, and faith. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our God is not only the God of faith, He created the universe by His word of faith. I believe that our God is so big. He just speaks. The universe came into existence. He doesn't have to work so hard, try to melt, mold it. All this. He's just so powerful. He speaks the word of faith. The universe came into existence. But not only that, He is the God of hope. Faith is about now. Hope is about the future. Some people think that when you have only hope, You don't have faith In fact, it's wrong Faith make you have hope Faith and hope is connected to each other Without faith, you cannot have hope If you have hope, it means you have faith But the meaning of the word hope of our society Is different from the biblical meaning of hope In our society, the word hope means this way. I hope so. I wish I would get that job. But I may not get it. I wish God would heal me when he is in a good mood. I hope my son will turn around and believe in Jesus. But, you know, I'm not sure. So the word hope in the human society means, I wish so. I wish. But what is the meaning in the Bible, the word hope? The word hope means confident expectation. I expect with confidence that this thing will happen in the future. Faith is now. I have faith that I receive already. But hope means I have confidence An expectation that the promise of God will come true in my life one of these days. It will come true. It will come true for sure, 1,000%. That is the biblical hope. What is the meaning of faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of the things expected and the evidence of things not seen. You have faith before you see it. You believe that you receive it. And then with that faith you begin to have confident expectation that is going to happen. Faith comes first, then hope. When you have hope, you have expectation. And when you have expectation and confidence, what is next? Excitement. You have excitement. I remember I could not sell my house for a few months and I have to pay two mortgages. And one day the Holy Spirit touched me in my kitchen and said, Son, you're going to sell your house in six weeks. And my faith rose up. And my confidence and expectation come. And I begin to get excited. And my house was sold in six weeks. According to what the Holy Spirit told me. So when you are having confidence, you get excited. As Christians, we need to stir ourselves up every day. To get excited on a daily basis about the promise of God, about what's going to happen, what he tells us to do, excited about something he say in the Bible. Amen. Excited about who he is. Excited about his plan. Sometime when I heard the bad news about certain churches, something bad happened, I'm not allowing those news to affect me. I still say, no, Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. The church is gonna go on, God is gonna send people in. We're gonna be excited about building the church there. I will never give up. I believe and have faith, and I have hope that God can finish his work. Amen. Therefore, faith is so important. And when you have faith, you can have hope, and you're gonna be excited about what God's gonna do in that situation. Don't yield to doubt. Don't yield to unbelief. Don't yield to despair. Don't yield to depression and unbelief and fear and anxiety and worry. Those things will steal the strength from you. You need to stand in faith. I believe in the promise of God. I have confidence, expectation of what he say. Ha, 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 ha. I have hope. I have faith, I have joy, I have peace in my heart. Amen? When you have expectation, you get excited and you have the joy of the Lord on the inside of you. What is the indicator of real faith and real hope and real belief? What is the indicator? The indication of real faith is joy and peace. You can come to me and say, Pastor, I have faith. I'm going to make it. I have faith. I will pay off my debt. Pastor, I have faith that my care group is going to grow. That is not real faith. If you really have faith, you have confident expectation. You see in the future, some good things can happen. And you can laugh about it. And you have peace. You smile on your face. Amen. How can we rejoice always? Keep your faith. Don't allow doubt to come in. Don't allow the negative thinking thinking come in. Don't allow any voice of the devil who tell you you're going to fail to come in. You stick with the word. You stick with the promise of God and you say, I have confidence in what you say. You make a decision to have faith. It's your choice. Faith is your choice. You make choice to believe and to have hope. And then God is going to give you peace and joy. And then you get excited about that. You're expecting it. It's going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah! If you look sad, you are not believing. If you look despair, you look very worried and fearful and grouchy and complaining and grumpy, you don't have faith. People of faith always smile. People of faith always happy and have peace on their face. You look at people's eyes, wow, you have so much peace in you. How come? Oh, I trust in my God. I know God can help me. I don't care what's going on right now. I'm not walking by sight. I'm walking by faith. I believe everything's gonna be okay. I believe God's gonna come through for me. Because you make a decision in your heart, I have confident expectation of what's gonna happen in the future. First Peter chapter one verse seven. The genuineness of your faith Being much more precious than gold That perishes. Gold can purge But faith Is more precious than gold Even though it's more precious than gold It's still nothing wrong to buy Gold ring And diamond ring for your wife That's okay, okay I'm not against gold ring and, and diamond ring for your wife Okay, You can buy for her But faith is more precious than gold. The longer I walk with God, the more I see that faith is so important in our life. So many people get sick because they're so depressed. And why they are depressed? Because they don't have faith. So many people fail. Why? Because they don't have faith. That's why they're unhappy all the time because they don't have faith. Faith is more precious than gold. Though it is test by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. My question to you, do you believe that Jesus is coming back? Do you believe that you're going to see Jesus face to face one day? Do you believe that he is returning? How do you know that you believe that Jesus is coming back? Huh? Peace and joy. Is that right? How do we believe that his coming, second coming will happen? That the trumpet will sound? How do you know that that person believes that Jesus is coming back to rule the world again? Peace and joy. 1 Corinthians 15:52 to 53. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. Our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17 Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. How many people believe that one day our body will be changed into an imperishable body. How many people believe that one day we're going to be in heaven for eternity? Are you excited about that? Hallelujah. How many people believe that you're going to look young all the time in heaven? How many people believe that there's going to be a new earth and new heaven? Do you believe that on that day there is no more pain, no more death, no more sin, no more curse, no more hospital and doctors, no more sickness and disease? How many people believe that? Are you excited about that? If you have that faith that you one day can be with the Lord forever for eternity, you should not be sad and cry all the time. We should not be afraid of death. Because that it is just to change the location here to be with the Lord. Is that right? I want to see Christians in this generation smile all the time. Happy all the time. Peace on your face all the time. You know, if you're worried, sad, depressed, grumpy, grouchy, everything look blue and dark and sing blue song all the time. Oh, my church will never make it. Oh, my pastor, he doesn't know anything. (laughs) He will never make it. Oh, bad things gonna happen if you think that way, and you look so sad all the time, you look so grumpy all the time. You need to go home. Examine yourself. Are you a believer? Are you a believer? How many people call yourself a believer? If you are a believer, what should you do? Believe. (laughs) Believe in what? The promise of God. Believe in the character of God. Believe that God can do far more what you can imagine. Amen? You just pray by faith, something going to happen. You just believe that eventually, with the confident expectation, good things are going to happen. You pray by faith. You ask God by faith. Amen. How many people believe that one day you're going to have a place in heaven? In John chapter 14 verses 1 to 3, the Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be sad. Don't be grouchy. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, not many condos. Not many checky places. Many mansions. How many people like mansions? I like mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there, you may be also. How many people believe that the angels are right now building a house for you? How many people believe that the angels are building a custom home for you right now? Whatever you like. You think God knows what you like? He knows what you like. He built the custom home for you. Therefore, you need to prepare for that day. You are sending material to heaven to the angels to build a home for you. If you believe with all your heart, one day you're going to be in heaven for eternity. And you're going to meet the Lord and worship Him there, and you're going to have your own home in heaven. The way you live will be different. You will live fully for God with joy. You serve the Lord with peace. You have confidence in your heart. But whatever you do, will impact eternity. Every time I fly to Thailand or Europe, every time I fly to another city, it's very tiring, lack of sleep and jet lag. I still smile and happy. Why? Because I know that I'm sending my material to heavens. I'm accumulating rewards in heaven because I'm living for the great commission. I am doing the things of God that God called me to do. I want to be faithful servant of God, I believe. So when I step on the pulpit in those cities, I still smile and happy because I know I'm doing the right thing. I know that I'm going to be with the Lord for eternity there. I'm going to serve the Lord with joy. And I know that my mansion in heaven does not depend on the economy in the earth. It's not depending on the economy at all. The Lord will build a special home for me What I like Because I'm serving the Lord fully How many people say I want to serve the Lord fully Amen Serve the Lord fully Don't worry about the things on this earth Because one of these days You're going to leave this world anyway You're not going to be here forever Amen Just accumulating the rewards In heaven You do your best in your job Amen Our land and estate in heaven Are not like the things on this earth Will not be like this Will be much better than the one on this earth You should get excited about it Amen You get excited about the new body you're going to have You will look different from now You look so healthy and young And you're going to meet the Lord And be with the Lord for eternity You should be glad you should be excited about what's going to happen in the future. First Peter chapter 1 verse 8. Whom having not seen you love though now you do not see him yet believing everyone say believing you rejoice. Now you see the connection. Believe and joy. You believe, you rejoice with joy. Inexpressible and full of glory. Most of us have not seen the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes when people mention that they saw Jesus in their bedroom. They saw Jesus in the dream. When I was a young believer, I got jealous of them. How come? It's not fair. You saw Jesus. I have never seen Jesus. But now... I'm happy that I have not seen Jesus yet because it means I have faith even though I have not seen Him. And God is pleased with me because I believe even though I have not seen Him. Amen? He is pleased when we have faith in Him, love Him, obey Him, even though we have not seen Him. And when He is pleased with us, He's going to show favor to us. Amen? I want Him to show favor to me. And He's going to give us joy. Not low-octane joy, but the high-octane joy. The joy, greatly rejoice, inexpressible, unexplainable, cannot even have a word to say. How fun, how good to know Him. It's a potent joy. When you believe and love Him, it's a strong joy inside you. Because the Holy Spirit gives you that faith. And you just laugh and you're happy. Everybody else looks sad. You still have joy. You still smile. Because you believe in Him. And you believe in His Word. So... What does it mean when you don't have joy? It means that you are not sure about the Lord. It means that your faith might be weak. Unbelievers cannot understand Christians who laugh all the time, smile all the time, because they don't believe in the Lord. But for us, we can smile all the time, because we believe in the Lord. We believe in our eternal life we believe that his promise will come true unbelievers think that we are fanatic they think that we are feeble minded we need religion to be our crutch we are crazy people they why we smile all the time we laugh all the time but actually they don't understand that we have joy because we have faith amen i pray that after this series of teaching You're going to be people of faith. And you're going to have more joy and more peace. Your joy will be unspeakable, unexplainable, full of glory. Actually, when the Bible says with joy inexpressible and full of glory, it means that the joy that cannot explain by your mouth and full of the presence of God. The joy that comes from heaven, I remember when I first got touched by the fire of God in 1996. I got touched by the fire of God in Portland, Oregon. The Holy Spirit touched me. I fell under the power. And I laughed and laughed for my Tommy. I could not explain why I laughed. When I got out from the floor, wow, I have more faith now. I have more confidence in my God. Faith was rising up in my heart. I can see that the connection of joy and faith right away. That God imparted joy or uh, faith into my heart that day in Oregon. And after that, my joy rise up. I have more joy. I can smile more. I can be happy in serving the Lord more. I can see the connection of faith and joy and hope. How many people want to have more hope? How many people want to have more joy, more faith? I want to encourage all of you. I'm going to wrap up here. Keep drawing near to God. Seeking God. Draw near to him. Fellowship with him. And he will make himself known to you. He will reveal himself to you. You will experience his goodness and his mercy. And you will find out that He's so amazing. You will find out that He's so powerful. He's so big. He's so awesome. He's so full of grace. And when you find out that He's so good, so awesome, powerful, He's the Almighty God who created the heavens and the earth. Nothing is impossible with Him. You experience His power. His goodness. And what happened? Your faith will rise up. Because you experience his goodness and his power. When your faith rises up, unbelief leaves. And what happened? Joy comes in. Sadness leave. Because you have faith. Faith is glad. Doubt is sad. So you need to press in. This is the way I live for these 38 years. I draw near to God. I have experienced the goodness of God. He healed my body. He provided a job for me. He worked in my boss to give me favor. He helped my patients. He gave me provision and protection. Every year, I have experienced the goodness of God. My faith grow up every year. I listen to the word of God all the time. I build up my faith. And then the worry is gone. The fear is gone. The sadness is gone. I have more peace and joy. Sometimes people tell me bad news. And I still smile. And I say, God will take care. Don't worry about it. The Lord will take care. Amen. I can continue to have faith continue to have joy confident expectation and peace people in this world are so full of worry and sadness and long face everywhere why because they don't have faith faith brings joy to you amen, amen. how many people say more faith more, faith. more joy, more, joy. More, hope. more hope you want to have more faith yes. more hope and what is the evidence of hope and faith? Joy. How many people say you have more faith now? Can I see the evidence of your faith? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. No matter what happened, believe, trust God. You see the giant? You can knock it down. Amen. You see the Red Sea? God can split it. You see the Jordan River? Hey, it will stop. I will walk through it. You can walk through the river. Amen. Amen. When sickness comes, you say, God, it will be gone. I heard the testimony of my hair stylist. I went to have a haircut last Monday. He is our church member too. And he told me that one day, he was cutting hair, one of his clients. And that man was so sick. He was very sick. And he kept coughing with fever. And at one point, that customer coughed on his face. And he told me within two hours, he got a fever, sore throat, nausea, vomiting, And he was so sick, he went back home that day after the job. And he was so sick that his wife had to take him to the emergency room at Overlake Hospital. He went there, get some IV fluid and medication, and he told his wife that I don't think I can go to work for another three or four days. I feel nauseated all the time, high fever, sore throat, coughing all the time. The next morning he woke up. And his wife went to, his wife also a hairstylist too. His wife took over all the customer. went to the shop. He was at home, lying in the bed, and suddenly the Lord reminded him. You remember, you listened to Pastor Lau's sermon. And Pastor Lau's sermon said that you have authority. You are the king and priest. You can command this stuff, these bad things out of you by faith. He said, "Oh yes, that's right." And he said, "In the name of Jesus, you must go away from my body right now." This is the second day. Okay, the first day he went to emergency room. The next day, normally cold will last about five to seven days. He said, "In the name of Jesus, get out of here right now." He said, within an hour, all the symptoms were gone. No more fever, no more sore throat, no more coughing. He walked into his barber shop and his wife looked at him. What are you doing here? He said, I'm healed. The Lord healed me. Because I exercise my faith and my authority in the name of Jesus. Amen. Faith brings victory, faith brings joy. He came from Muslim background. Now every time he comes to church, he wants to be prayed for. And every time I pray for him, he laugh and kick <laughs> He says, so good to laugh in the Holy Ghost. And this man has more faith than he grows more than many 20 years old Christian. He grows so much because of the Holy Spirit. give him more faith and he laughs all the time now. He smiles all the time now. He's a man of faith now. is that amazing? So we should grow in faith. Amen? Amen. We're going to continue tonight and learn more about faith, hope, and joy tonight. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for showing us in that city that Paul preached. And the Gentiles received the gospel, believed in the gospel, and because of their faith, they were glad. Father, thank you so much to show us in the Bible that you are the God of faith and you give us faith. And when we have faith, we have confidence, expectation. And then we can have joy and peace by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you so much when we decide to have faith and hope, your Holy Spirit inject peace and joy into our heart. That we can rejoice and jump up and down and be glad. We can trust you. We get rid of unbelief. We get rid of the sadness and depression and all the negative things. Frustration. And all kinds of bad attitude out of our life, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we're going to be people of faith. And we can be joyful all the time. Rejoice always. Because we have faith and hope, confident expectation of what's going to happen in the future. We have faith now, Lord, but we have expectation and excitement of your manifestation of the fulfillment of your promise in the days and the years to come, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everyone say with me, Lord, Lord give, me more faith. give me more faith. Give me your hope. Give me your hope. Confident, Confident expectation. Confident. Give, me more peace. give me more peace. Give me more joy. Me more joy. In the name Amen. of Jesus Christ.